Well, thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show, squeaking and wheezing and coughing into your ear holes. You're listening to episode 253. Now, let me first start out. I wanted to release this a couple of weeks ago, but unfortunately, uh, I got COVID again for the second time. Now, you know, everybody's got their own their own uh, theories, their own beliefs, their own uh, stuff going on with COVID. And uh, evidently here in Yavapai County, it's not even a real thing for most people. And the vaccines are just a scam, evidently. But uh, that's not, uh, you know, everybody's got their own their own thoughts, their own beliefs. Personally, as soon as those vaccines uh, were available through the course of my work, I was available to get that in the very first round and I took advantage of it and I've gotten oh I don't know two three four rounds I forget now um, and people go oh you got the vaccine and you still got sick well yeah but if you know me or anything about me or have ever met me you know I check every single box that says I should have died the minute COVID hit hit the shores of the US and I am very confident that uh, my utilization of those vaccines uh, kept me from uh, from being six feet under right now. Uh, personally, anyway, that's what I think because, uh, like I say, I check every single hazard box, every single high-risk box that COVID has out there. And, uh, you know, yeah, I got it twice, uh, once in 2021 and once uh, this past couple of weeks. But I am very confident that the fact that I'm talking in this mic now, even though very scratchy, is because I uh, practiced that safe social distancing. I uh, followed the uh, protocols that we are given and I availed myself of the vaccine. That's my belief anyway. Again, got it. Kind of bad cold and flu type, bronchitis type um, symptoms. And I, I am fully, fully confident that uh, had I been unvaxxed, it would have been way worse, uh, way worse. Um, so anyway, <coughs> soapbox over. A uh, couple weeks, a few weeks back, I did a trip to California to take care of some personal business, take care of some projects, see some friends and family that I hadn't seen in a long time. And one of those projects was to help out the Pitts family. Now, they are uh, former guests of this show, Ron and Tammy Pitts. And old friends of mine, probably some of the oldest friends I have. I have known them for well over 40 years. And uh, Ron and I became uh, friends in junior high. And uh, their their daughter Taylor got married recently. And I drove out to uh, hang out and photograph that wedding and, and just be part of it. And, uh, and thank you folks for letting me be part of that. It was a lot of fun. In the course of that one day or that one weekend, I was able to see some friends and family I hadn't seen in decades, including Ron's brother, Clint, and his wife, uh, Dave Leeson, an old buddy of mine since junior high, and then uh, in my trip through the Bay Area there in California, I, uh, I also saw some other friends and family I hadn't seen in, in decades, so it was a lot of fun. Uh, this episode's recorded in the patio over at Ron and Tammy's house in beautiful, now I wouldn't have said this years ago, beautiful Modesto, California. 
when I was growing up, Modesto was uh, was this close to nothing, and it has turned into a great little town. We spent some time hitting some local drinking establishments and some uh, some local restaurants. Ron, Tammy, and I had a blast. And uh, I'm looking forward to going back to Modesto sometime soon. Great music scene out there. Uh, just a real cool vibe that I did not experience in previous trips to Modesto. Anyway, this podcast is us sitting back, rehashing some good times. Um, real, my, Very honestly giving kudos to Ron and Tammy for the great job they did in in raising their kids, Taylor and her sister, Mandy. Uh, We had a great time. It was a great wedding. We had an exceptional time hanging out, and I'm looking forward to doing so again. Anyway, as soon as I got back, about four or five days later after I returned back to Arizona from Modesto, I got exposed to and caught COVID. So I'm still three weeks later just getting over this bronchial mess. Tested negative last week, but uh, it's still lingering on and uh, has attacked my lungs and my throat. So I was without a voice for almost two, two weeks. My wife loved it. Now that my voice is coming back, it's annoying to me, and I'm sure she hates it because uh, now she's got to hear me talk again. Anyway, sit back, enjoy. Um, One other thing. Arizona a few years ago, one of the things that helps me when I get this bronchitis, (coughs) excuse me, are these uh, asthma. When I get bronchitis, I, I get asthma symptoms symptoms and these over-the-counter asthma pills really really help allow me to sleep allow me to breathe they really really help evidently according to pharmacists in Arizona Arizona passed a law in recent years that these over-the-counter pills are now available only by prescription and when I found out I was out I got a hold of a local pharmacy, and they told me that. And I says, well, where, what law? They referenced the law. I looked it up. It does not say that in Arizona. That's a choice they made. So I called another pharmacy. They said the same thing. I read the law back to them. And it says, available in, and they give you an amount. It's like nine grams, like six packages. To buy more than that, a prescription is needed in Arizona, effective like two years ago. I read that back to the pharmacist, and he goes, well, yeah, but they told us it's illegal. I said, what law? And he couldn't tell me. He goes, let me research it, and then he never called me back. I've called six pharmacies in Arizona. They all tell me it's illegal. They quote me the law. I read them the law, and they go, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound right. Let me get back to you. None of them do. So, the other day, we had to do an out-of-state, over-state-line road trip to Nevada, to Henderson, and buy up a year-plus supply of Primatine tablets. So, this episode is brought to you by a few people. It's brought to you by Primatine Tablets that help me sleep. It's brought to you by Walgreens in Henderson, Nevada, who is now out of Primatine Tablets. And it's brought to you by the people who I believe are overstepping their authority by not allowing me to buy it locally. Oh, it's also brought to you by 
Bully Dog Coffee, BullyDogCoffeeCompany.com, where you can get big, bold flavors for your big, bold hearts. Patrick Bowler, the top dog, roasts his own coffee beans, and then he sells them locally here in Prescott and Chino Valley and beyond, and then takes some of his profits and uses that to support local canine, specifically pit bull rescue programs. So Bully Dog Coffee Company, Primatine Tablets, and those people that don't know how to read laws that made me drive across state lines for a drug run. Oh, anyway, let's get on with it. This is my chat with Ron and Tammy Pitts in Modesto, California, talking about uh, my recent trip there. And uh, and their daughter Taylor's wedding. Taylor and Gavin, congratulations. Sponsor. What are you drinking, Ronnie? <laughs> what is this, Francis Coppola director's cut? Chardonnay. Oh, out of Russian River Valley, even. So do a, do a promo. Come on, now you're. <laughs> what kind of promo? Uh, commercial. Fran- yeah, sure. Francis Ford Coppola's director's cut, Chardonnay. Sponsor from uh, from our wedding last night. So, I'll, I'll ask both of you, sitting with Ron and Tammy Pitts. So, what's it like being old? <laughs> <laughs> How does it feel to be known as ancient? Yeah, since, when you when since your child is married now, right? Yeah, I, I've I've got nothing on you. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, yeah, once uh, one child gets uh, married, you got another one probably another year away. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, you thinking it's that early? I don't know. We'll see. No pressure on them. Yeah. Yeah, no I don't think it'll be that early. So the reason I'm out here t- came out oh, a week or so ago for your daughter Taylor's wedding. Now, I actually... I, you remember the first time I met Taylor? No, I don't. Okay, I do. <laughs> I, it was on the phone because you had gotten a new phone and she got your old one. Oh. And I called her. I called you at about 3 a.m. <laughs> and she graciously answered and quietly and calmly explained that, no, this is not Ron's phone anymore. <laughs> That's right. I do remember that now. She's like, who's this Matt guy? I was yeah, like, well, I don't know. This, this is going to take a while to explain. Yeah. <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> so, oh, we're also brought, well, who makes the snacks? Beer. Was it? Beer nut snacks? I don't know. Let me check real quick. <laughs> you can just sit on the chair. <laughs> it doesn't matter. We're snacks in a bowl and peach coffee. I haven't had peach in a while. Peach is Alameda or Oakland? I want to say it's, I Al- thought it's Alameda. No. Yeah. yeah, they're they're local. Yeah. We don't. Yeah, we can get it. We can buy it out there at the grocery store and yeah. stuff. But I uh, love a good cup of coffee. So anyway, that's why I was out here. That and to see some old friends and stuff. And that was nice. The wedding was last night on a, on a Sunday. Overall, how'd it go? Because from a guest and a and a spectator standpoint, everything was very smooth. Good. But I'm glad. Having attended a wedding or two in my time, yeah, and or any events, or at a store, you yeah. know, retail, you know, it, from the customer point, everything looks good. We don't know what's going on in the background. How did everything run? 
it actually went very very smooth. Yeah. I don't think there was really any hiccups. No major guffaws or hiccups. Nope, it was lots of just running around whatever yeah. was needed the the um, the staff at the yeah, venue. Who, what was the venue? Spring Creek. It's a golf club in Spring uh, Creek in Ripon, in California. Ripon. Yes. Ripon, California, also the home to the Main Street Inn <laughs> where we went last night. And uh, thank you, Janice, for putting up with us. I, I walked in and I, I just looked at it. I says, are, are you open? Because it was empty. Yeah. Neat little I, neat I was little quite place. surprised that they were actually open because, you know, working in Ripon. On a Sunday night? On a Sunday. Well, it, uh, just yeah. working in Ripon on, in general on a Sunday, most retail apps, yeah. you know, they're, they're usually closed. Yeah. And, and they uh, roll up the sidewalks and at night. anything after six o'clock I'm was really surprised yeah. they're open and then uh, to to my surprise when you called and you said you were there um, it didn't surprise me that it was just you and, and yeah. Janice the bartender though but we we you know we did all right we kind of filled the place up yeah it was nice yeah there <laughs> was, there was in there. In. <laughs> right yeah let's just go <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to discuss Evidently. much more. <laughs> the party kept going after I left. Well, as, as normal, me being the responsible adult that I am, I left in a oh, timely okay. manner. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, we were five minutes behind you, but that five, <laughs> five minutes, minutes meant a lot. Five yeah. minutes apparently was a lot. <laughs> five minutes is a uh, can be a lifetime. Sights that you don't want to see. So let, let's talk. We had tossed around some ideas a couple weeks ago when we were talking about doing a podcast, but let's kind of talk that out the window. That's another time. I was thinking... Last night and yesterday while we were at the wedding. And then, of course, when it came time for some speeches and some thoughts from the family and from the couple, they asked, you know, Ron, you know the DJ, Ron, are you going to say something? And you were, no, you're not going to. And I understand that because not necessarily wanting to be in front of people giving a speech of some kind that's not necessarily something that you think of you go oh yeah ron would want to do that so i knew you were hesitant about doing it but then i was extremely glad that you actually did me too <clears throat> and um it just got me thinking you know we jokingly say we're the, we're basically the same age my son is much younger than your kids we started which late, makes you younger which than me. makes me younger <laughs> that and my own immaturity. But no, on a serious note, when you it's been a it's been a snap of the fingers from the time Anthony was a toddler walking around, you know, stumbling around the house as a two, three year old. And then all of a sudden he's fourteen years old. I assume in some respects it's been the same with you and your daughters. Oh, absolutely. So to see her when you, when we texted you and had you come downstairs into the into the ready room into the war room she was her hair and makeup was done she was ready for her wedding what what went through your mind i i mean ultimately i was just happy for her yeah. because i knew this is a day that she was looking forward to and you know she she Thinks about everything, overthinks everything, stresses about everything, and it was, it was actually just nice to see that she seemed relaxed. She seemed ready for the moment. Yep. And, okay, and that's uh, great. Yeah. That's you as a father thinking about her. I want to know what was going through your mind. What, 
what was the gut? What was your first? I don't even know if it's really sunk in yet. Yeah. To be honest with you, Um, in some ways, maybe I've kind of felt that they were. You know, to me, it always seems like they've already kind of been married. Yes, but uh, I mean, walking in and just seeing how beautiful she looked in her dress, and uh, just the the smile on her face, yeah. you know, and that was that was definitely something that uh, you know I won't forget walking in and seeing that. I wasn't uh, emotional at that point in time about yeah. you know her getting married. Um, maybe that's something that, like I said, maybe it hasn't sunk in yet. Now, Tam, you saw, excuse me, you saw the progression over the weeks of prep and scouting and purchasing and putting everything together. And then, of course, when you guys got there and started the process, it was a gradual over a few hours. So you didn't have that, boom, she's done. She's ready right in front of you because you saw it. I I saw it So what were you thinking about as, as, as she was prepping and as you were getting your hair and makeup done and everything? What was running through your mind? It. It, I mean, it's funny that you asked that because, like Ron just said, I didn't have, like, those emotions of, of it, it, you know, being overwhelmed. And I wasn't, like, emotional of talking of, like, this is my daughter, she's getting married. I think Ron just said it when, you know, we've, we've known Gavin for so long, it yeah. almost seems like they've, they've been married. Yeah. And to me, it was just, like, how do we pull off a big party? That's more what it felt to you me. You were looking more at the logistics. Let's make sure this yeah. goes off. Yeah, and I wanted, you know... It's good for them. I wasn't going to be like a helicopter mom by any means, but, you know, I, I was wedding planner for the whole thing. Yeah. And it was it was great watching, because Taylor, is she's not a big makeup person, so seeing her have her hair and makeup done, I thought was actually pretty special, because she you know, would normally girly. do that. Because yeah, it's, <laughs> right. it's, yeah. it's not her. Yeah. And... I think when she realized like how beautiful she actually did look after this, it was kind of one of those things where she goes, maybe I should start wearing I, some makeup. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I'll tell you, if, when, when Sandra, we found out Sandra was pregnant, and because we, we were old, you know, literally called it geriatric pregnancy. Everybody's like, well, what are you hoping for, boy or girl, boy or girl? I would go, no, we don't care as long as it's healthy. Yeah. No, secretly I was going, it better be a boy. It better be a boy. <laughs> because I don't know, having been a teenage boy myself at one point, I don't know how I would behave raising a teenage girl or an, a young adult girl and <laughs> not killing someone well, like me when right, I was 16. Absolutely. Well, knowing you, I don't really, <laughs> I don't think I can picture you raising a girl. Oh, no, I, yeah, me either. So when we found out it was going to be, a, you know, little Anthony, oh, I was so relieved and I hated, I didn't want to admit that because it's like, yeah, I, you know, I, I definitely would not have been disappointed. Of I course been not. terrified. <clears throat> yeah. Now, you two raising two, I mean, you know, Take this from, you know, just me being an idiot. Two stunning-looking young ladies. How did you get through that, Ron? Seriously. Taylor was actually easy. Taylor, from the time that, uh, you know, she started walking and talking, she was actually always easy. She was always well-behaved. She always, I mean, from school, you, you, you always knew that she didn't want to do anything wrong. And she was afraid to do anything out of Are the you boundaries. Sure she's yours. 
Well, yeah. I'm joking. You were actually, of our group of friends, you were like, even at a young age, very responsible and very polite. Oh, uh, she's much we more were just, than we me. We were just running wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Taylor's a... She's always been super responsible about that, and um, so I never really had to worry about that. Yeah. Um, now, Mandy, on the other hand, that's a, probably a different podcast. <laughs> no, I shouldn't no, say that. that's when I sit down with Mandy about it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, they were both really... They were, they were really good. Really good. I mean, I mean neither I one of them got into any type of trouble. They've always had really good, yeah, close friends. Them, just the, the others hovering around. I, I don't know. No, I don't, they... they they chose the right it? people of oh, who nice. they hung out with. They they really did. And when, you know, for Mandy, she had some friends that, you know, we kind of, the first time we met them were a little, like, a little bit questionable. A little sketchy. But they weren't bad kids by any means. Yeah. It wasn't something that we would want our kids yeah. to be hanging out with and going and doing stuff with. And I think that that, and, and it's kind of funny now, knowing these kids that are obviously adults now, They've changed their yeah. habits that they had. So, you know, it went from, you know, one of her girlfriends having multiple different boyfriends over her teenage years and telling Mandy she should be dating more people. And she's the one who's married and yeah. has kids of her own while Mandy's still with the same guy that she's been with for six years. Oh, such a nice guy, too. Oh, Ky- he's, and I can't, Kyle, right? Kyle. Okay. He's absolutely amazing. Now... Absolutely. Everyone has different circumstances, and we saw so we see some of that with all of our friends and our neighbors and everything. Uh, as far as marital status and relationships and things, hey, more power to you. People live and learn. You guys hit earlier this year thirty years. Thirty years, yeah, absolutely. And I don't know if you've had this conversation with your daughters, but what does it take? What 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 did you guys what what's the advice that you can give? Not I mean, like I said, I'm sure you had this conversation or will have this conversation with your daughters, if you haven't already. But for others, what's what's key? What are some bullet points that help you get through 30 years with this as a couple? Because that is very unheard of these days, and uh, it's 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 a it's a uh, a huge milestone. A good milestone. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Well, I mean, like last night, you, you heard from uh, Gavin's grandparents that uh, his grandpa just said patience. And I mean, you don't want to use all these keywords, all that, you know, patience, communication. I, I honestly think that you have to be able to marry your best friend. I mean, ultimately, it's got to be your best friend. When Tammy and I... Don't let Sandra listen to Yeah, when Tammy and I go do things... <laughs> You know, I, I would rather just go hang out with, with Tammy and, you know, go on trips and just spend the day, head over to the, you know, the, the pub and, you know, have a pint, that type of thing. And I, I'm not, or two. Or four. Or, yeah, I'm not interested in, I mean, you, you just, ultimately, you just have to, that has to be your, your rock. You have to be able to rely on them. They have to be able to fill in, you know, your gaps, your weaknesses and so forth, but... Well, and I think the kids, I mean, obviously being our kids and growing up in our household, yeah. they saw all this, so they were looking for that in, in their own relationships. So, I mean, like Ron said, we travel a lot, we go do a lot of things together, but we'll do little separate things apart from each other. Yeah. We even, I mean, how many years ago was it? It's probably been almost 10 years now that we went and took separate vacations with the girls because they were adults. Yeah, yeah but that, that, that was actually kind of for them. 
but m- but it was so great. Yeah, it was on their interests. Absolutely, yes. yeah. needed. So at that they time. chose. You know, where Ron ended up having to go to Disneyland. Yeah, that was the last time I was there. <laughs> yeah, Mandy and I went to Disneyland, and uh, Tammy ended up in uh, Half Moon Bay, watching a Warriors game yeah. in our hotel room because <laughs> that's what she wanted yeah. to do. So, I, was was your house? Was your you know your your home? Was that kind of the touchstone for your your kid's circle of friends? Somewhat. It seemed like I'm in, in listening to yeah, somewhat. What was the young lady last night? The, the basketball player that gave this the uh, toast. Cassidy. Cassidy. It was very evident that she felt at home here. Yeah. And was that kind of the? Well, they didn't meet until college. Oh, wow. So that's only been within the last, you know, what, six, seven, eight years that she was coming over. And she's only been over here a few times. And it was, I mean, that was very heartfelt to to know that how welcome that she felt. What that meant to her, even though it was not an everyday thing. See, I grew up, that corner house where where I grew up on was kind of the the hub of activity for the neighborhood. Primarily because... The the you know we had so many kids in our family so all the neighborhood kids there every kid in the neighborhood was the age of one of my siblings or myself and because it was located near the school and near the ball fields and everything it was just kind of that became the hub but I always enjoyed exiting the house and going out and right. getting on the bus or going over or later in life when I was driving and when we were hanging out in high school and stuff going to your guys' street, your house, right, Herman's yeah, house, stuff like that. While I always felt comfortable at home, it was a place to exit from. And quite frankly, without, again, podcast for another day, I think that is what led to some of my issues that I had over the years is because I always kind of felt like an outsider in my house. My brothers and sisters were older than me, so when... My sisters were doing stuff with my mom. My brothers were doing stuff with my dad. I was kind of left alone a lot, and I liked it. It was kind of like the, the calm for the chaos. I enjoyed being by myself, and I. That's kind of you know it was easy to slide under the radar and get in some trouble without everybody knowing about it, and I took advantage of that. And I try not to have that with Anthony. And what I really like with Anthony, what, it, what I'm really seeing develop with him is. He loves being at home. Not that he's a homebody, but that's where he wants to be. And that's where he wants to have fun. And in our neighborhood is where he wants to hang out with his friends. And he's always wanting to have people over or do stuff with us. And I I like that. Well, I mean, kind of going back a little bit from what we were talking about earlier, you know, raising two girls and so forth, I always felt more comfortable when they're here. So as soon as they left the house is when it was a little bit tough. Um, in, in what sense? Worrying about... Worrying about them. About I mean, I trusted okay. both of them 100%. Now you don't always trust the people they're with. Yeah. For the, you know, the good thing about it is their friends were always very trustworthy. And with the exception of a, you know, a little yeah. period of time. But, it, you know, that's one of those things where, yeah. I mean, we got a swimming pool because we wanted, you know, the neighborhood kids to be here. Yeah. yeah. And play here. And so when... And they you know, did. I mean, you say that did. now. Now I remember that, yeah, more kids were here. They may not hang out with them now, but in their younger years, yeah. they were here. And 
and it was more when when that driving age came. Yeah. Yeah, that was the tough part. I mean, when our parents found us, you know. Spreading your wings, you know. Well, I don't know how my parents actually ever dealt with the fact of yeah, Taylor me being gone all home, the time. But Mandy, we would, you know, thank God for, like, iPhones. You know, we'd look on the iPhone and we'd be like, what is she doing in Santa Cruz? Yeah, that's that was probably the worst thing, to be honest with you. It was a great thing and the, a bad thing is to have, you know, the find my iPhone so you can actually track where they're at. And I still do it. And they make fun of me. But, well, now they're uh, doing it to you to make sure they don't have to put out a well, they, alert. Yeah, they probably do. <laughs> so, I mean, not knowing, maybe it's probably better sometimes because, you know, the kids would turn off their, you know, uh, their iPhone to where I couldn't track them. And then, that was usually you know, handy. five minutes, yeah, you know, five minutes I'm looking and now I can't find out where they're at. And, you know, I'll look at their last location and I go, that doesn't make sense. Where is this, you know? But... You know, n- Taylor. See, they could really mess with you and like ditch it in, ditch their phone and they they, they could at the airport. Right? Oh, that would be bad. Why are that, you in that, Denver? That would like freak, <laughs> freak so me we, out. We, be a, I gotta try that. We took Taylor. <laughs> we took Taylor to uh, Canada when she was nine months old, and we went with uh, Bill Krieger and Gary Putman. Bill so, Krieger. Yeah, a friend of ours from from uh, work previously. Okay, I know that name though, and I don't know why. Did I ever know Bill? Yeah, you probably did, actually. Yeah, yeah, he probably was around. I met him a couple times. But, uh, so, we're driving a Ford Explorer up there. <laughs> and we get to the border. Tammy and I are in the front. Taylor's nine months old, and she's in a car seat in the middle between these two guys in the back that don't look anything like, well, let's just put it this way. It's an abduction in progress? It could have been. <laughs> so, of course, instead of, Seriously. you know, easily just cruising through the border... And this is, what, 1998, probably? And uh, so, of course, we get pulled over. You know, they tell us to go in. And they they separated, you know, us from them. And we got interviewed. Yeah. And make sure everybody's make sure everybody's yeah exactly and they just wanted to make sure that these two guys weren't you know abducting us and taking us across the border so but <laughs> while we were up there because not, he, not knowing what Bill looks like I recognize the name <laughs> but knowing and having lived with Gary Putman for several years th- smart move by the border agents yeah it was smart. probably a good thing <laughs> no I mean but then well just at the, real, the time you, you're you're like this is annoying. But thinking back on it, it's think about it. I mean, a good See, thing that they did that. And then this is where my brain twists. I would probably be mouthing, "Help me," <laughs> to just to see what happens, <laughs> right? Well, when they asked, I'm you know, sorry. They, well, they, <laughs> we had to bring out the birth certificates. <laughs> yeah, we, we knew we did. it was serious because we literally had to show that she was our child. Yeah, that that was quite interesting. But so in that period of time when we were driving up there, Tammy had not, you know, talking about parents and worrying about their children, it was probably a day and a half that uh, Tammy didn't call her mom, <laughs> let her know we we're okay. And it wasn't so much because of the two of us, it was because of Taylor, because yeah. uh, Tammy's mom's pride yeah. and joy was her granddaughter. Yeah. And uh, so she actually... Literally called the Canadian Mounted Police to see if there was any oh, reports of us missing. <laughs> yeah. You know, were they in the hospital? Did they find us on the side of the road? Was there a kidnapping? So, um, yeah, APB that was... out for Gary Putman. 
but yeah, that that was uh, like I said, trying to worry and 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 doing the things that we did growing up, and it gets thrown back at me quite a bit from from As both well both should. the kids. It, yeah. It, well, yeah, it should. Aunt Anthony is not allowed. Sandra always stops me anytime I said, "Hey." I remember this one time, she just looks at me, and when I start a story with, I remember this one time, she stops and says, okay, think before you speak, and I have to filter and go, okay, maybe that's a story for another day, or I go, oh, no, and this is what happened. Yeah. But I have to pause, and any story that starts with this one time, me and Bob, she just says, not now, he's not old enough. <laughs> So yes. I can see that. Recently, in recent year, year and a half, Anthony's been coming with me to work at when I do some live shows. So he's heard some of those stories now. And we uh, we um, have conversations on the way home that while we love mommy and we don't have secrets from mommy, some things don't need to be shared right now, including what you just heard 20 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Probably well, good choice. Yeah, you know, we don't want to hide because <laughs> mom knows all these stories. Yeah. But maybe she doesn't need to know you know them quite yet. Well, our kids don't know. I mean, 26 for Taylor and 24, Mandy will be uh, another couple of weeks turning 25. That whole 14 months apart gets uh, brought up quite a bit from our kids. But anyways, <laughs> they have probably only heard about 10% of the stories of... Well, most of things that happen with you and I, so. Yeah. I don't, which was about 14%. That's about all I remember anyway, so that's yeah. pretty good. So back to the wedding, it was nice. I have not seen your brother, Clint, in many, many years, probably 30 years. Yeah, that sounds about right. Wow. So it was nice to see him, uh, just to chat, you know, and then uh, David Leeson, David another Leeson, yeah. buddy of ours from junior high through high school. Uh, now, I see him. He's not real active on social media, but on Instagram, he posts some stuff every once in a while, vacations and golf right. and I think some concerts or whatever, some other things. So I see I see him periodically, pretty pretty seldom, but periodically, so I knew a little bit about what was going on in his life. But your mom, other than what you relate to <laughs> me when we talk. Wine. Yeah. <laughs> I'm pouring. I got to right, pour some wine fingers. for this one. <laughs> No, it was just neat to see her. I was, she has not, I mean, obviously, you know, like like we all have, she's gotten older. Her face looks exactly the same as I right? remember her. She yeah, she's 84. Age. And she was, how old is she? 84. She 84. was uh, 12 years older than anybody else in that room. So, <laughs> so when my mom was 84, and for many years before that, we could not have a conversation because she just wasn't there. Yeah. And I, quite frankly, I, I wasn't sure what to expect talking with your mom, but she was, we had a nice, great conversation and she was, you know, three or four drinks in. So, <laughs> well, it depends on what time it was. If it was before dinner, it was four drinks in. But no, I mean, she was, we were just chatting about, you know, yeah, she's still very loose. No, it was happening. neat. I, I, it was just neat to have a couple of conversations with her. And again, yeah, I've I, seen I, her, and I don't know how. I long. had to fill her in a little bit on who was going to be there, and eh. gave her a little bit of time to process who it, she was going to see. You had to do that with me. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, 
No, but it was neat. It was good to see her. She had her cane. She was out there dancing, though. Yes. Yeah, that was she great. She was having a ball. It's like, more power to her, man. I she hope probably I'm, can't walk today. I hope I'm that spry when I'm 60. I wish I was that spry when I was 54. But she was having a great time. Yeah, no, it, it was great. She doesn't get out much. I mean, she lives uh, she lives alone, and I mean, yeah. she's still she's close by here, right? Yeah, she's uh, she lives in Oakdale, which is about a yeah. twenty five minute drive from here in Modesto, and so we go there once a week and we do shopping for. Her, but nice, maybe not so much lately, just with the, all the wedding planning. Yeah. So it, she's actually been able to get back onto uh, Amazon Prime and she's been <laughs> you know ordering she all her do. stuff now so I go over there and it's like what you order now you she's all I'm she getting groceries she's just the, loving uh, it Amazon link at milehighshow.com that's, that's, for all those that's what we talked about and uh, support the show so I don't have to come here and, and, and bum couch sleeping <laughs> <laughs> so Modesto this is when I was growing up in the East Bay, when we were kids in the seventies and eight, Modesto was way out in the sticks. Yep. So where did you when when you first moved out of Hayward? Where did you end up? So out of Hayward, we moved out to Oakley. O- yeah, Oakley. Oakley. Yeah, Oakley. Out near and I Antioch, get o- Pittsburgh. I get for some reason, and I used to work up that way. Brentwood, but Oakley, and Oakdale. I always flip in yeah. my mind, but that's a little north, kind of on the bay. Yeah, no? yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, near the bay. And was that the house with the upstairs Elvis room? Right, yep. right. Yeah, with the landing that went across. And yep. Yeah. We uh, we had a few nights there where I would run out to, to Oakley and then uh, we, we... Made a anyway, trip we out just, to yeah. Hayward and then back. Yeah, that was... Uh, and I remember Tammy just shaking her head at us. <laughs> looking yeah, at we, us we, we were there for about seven years and there came a point in time where... Well, nobody came out and to visit other than you a couple times. Um, now, it just... It seemed like it was in the middle of nowhere, and, and we wanted to move to a to a little better property, bigger property. So we moved out to Modesto, kind of closer to my folks. I didn't want to move to is, Oakdale, is cowboy capital of the you, world. Where you ended up, this house? Yeah, yeah, we yeah. moved here in '99. So in my head, you know, we'd go from Hayward through Castro Valley, and then it was nothing, which turns out it was only you know a couple miles or a mile and a half. Before you hit the Pleasanton Fair, Alameda County Fairgrounds in Pleasanton. Mm-hmm. But it was nothing. And then I had an uncle who lived in Livermore, and then it was nothing to Livermore as we were kids. Then it all kind of blended, started blending together. But Manteca, Modesto, Tracy was still farther out. Now it's all kind of bleeding together. Beautiful home. We're sitting out in your patio now, enjoying sunshine next to your pool. The fountain's making me have to take a leak again. <laughs> But there's these are the suburbs. This is this is what back then Fremont and Newark kind of looked like. Sure. But then to kick you back to reality to know that this is in still is in fact still country. Pulling in half hour ago on Mabel. I shouldn't tell everybody where you live. What is your address again? No. <laughs> Turning in on Mabel, I saw a completely flattened out possum. In the middle of the road. So we're back in the country. It's like, rest assured, we're still in the country. Hey, we can hear uh, coyotes every once in a while yeah. from the backyard. Yeah. But, uh, we've had possums in the backyard. It's, it's, well, as we were looking the other day, as we were driving by, we've got, uh, we've got a lot of building that looks like it's going to start happening again. But yeah. uh, we used to be on the very edge of town. Um, there was, we were literally on the very edge of town. 
county behind us, and we didn't see anything until the next city over. Now, right over this fence, you were talking about the, I, I think the first, how long have they, when did they build back here? Oh, sorry. Four, oh. four years? Four or five okay, years. because the first time we came out yeah. here, it was a field. Yeah. And, and before that, telling us they're going to be building out. Right. Yeah. yeah. And before that, it was a peach orchard for the longest time. So we'd hop the fence and grab peaches. And then on the other side of us over here, there was a vineyard. But I never made any wine with any of their no. grapes. Darn it. <laughs> well, overall, it was a fantastic weekend hanging out with you and your family. And and being uh, uh, invited to a part of that wedding was was really neat to see. I don't know what you did or how you did it, but it seems like both of you have done a good job raising two not only stunningly beautiful young ladies, but really down-to-earth and good-hearted people. Again, not sure how you did it, because knowing you, uh, it's a shock. They were, they were raised on 80s movies, <laughs> classic rock. You could tell uh, that from the music last night. Oh, it was right? fantastic. <laughs> yeah. But it was really neat to see, again, not seeing your, you know, having seen your mom and your brother and many yeah years. that was great that's why i was so glad that you were able to make it out because and, i wanted oh you to God. be able to see everybody it as wouldn't well. have been the same and dave and and then meeting other folks who are the i guess replacements for what i was in the 80s and 90s and now you've got new friends and and it, but it's just neat to see and to 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 watch how kids that i didn't know growing up and then yeah. I met them as young adults or as adults. And just watching what you guys were able to accomplish is really, really a testament to you guys. And again, congrats on 30 years. Yeah, I'm absolutely. creeping up Thank there. You. I'll be yeah, you are. I know. I That's know. amazing. Yeah. She hasn't killed me yet. That's a... No, she's another year. She's thought about it a couple of times. I know she has. I know she has. Well, she, you, you got to be careful. I've thought about it. <laughs> yeah, Tammy watches Forensic Files all the time, so all I like know something happens. seasons. <laughs> they won't, there will be no question. So, again, talk a uh, little bit. Re-emphasize what does it take to hit 30 years for, for your, your newly married daughter, Taylor, your probably soon-to-be-married daughter, Mandy, and anybody else out here listening, wondering what it takes, what it... Find things that are you have in common that you enjoy. Uh, not to be cliche, but communicate. Yeah. But, you, I mean, you just got to be able to go out and enjoy life, have fun, travel, yeah. whatever the, whatever that, that is for you. Yeah, I mean, whatever your thing is. Tammy took up golf because she wanted, as we started, you know, kind of getting into that next... Uh, stage of life with the kids moving out that we wanted to be able to go do something different you know i mean and that's things that that really changes too that's the other thing you have to think about is you have to kind of change with when your kids are in diapers and they going to preschool and they go into elementary school high school that all changes and your your routines have to change and you have to be adapting yeah you're so wrapped up into that when they do when as you are now when you become empty nesters there's going to be a void. It's just going to happen. How do you fill that, and how do you fill it in a way that keeps you guys both engaged still with, with your lives and what's going on hmm. between you two? See, I, I mean, I think that's where you develop that. Yeah. As, and that's something that I think about. How many people get divorced after their kids move out? Yeah. They've been married for 25 years. Yep. Their kids move out, and then within a year, 
you know. So make sure that that's solidified before, you know. Before. You can't work on it after the fact. No, you, you've got to find that. No, and you're not the same people necessarily that you were when you first got married. I, I you think change. Another, another key is all those friends you had that were troublemakers, ditch them. And then think about revisiting it once they're mature. See? That's, right. I think yeah, that's... there you go. <laughs> well, I still tell the story to you know a lot of friends and family of how we lost touch for 20 years probably, yeah, right? pretty close, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I've, I've told everybody that we have seen each other at least once every year for five or six years now. When you guys came through Prescott and we hadn't... We'd, Traded messages on Facebook mm-hmm. and stuff, but in person it had been probably close to twenty years. Within five minutes, it was like it was nineteen eighty seven again. Yeah, yeah. and uh, to to the point that we almost got kicked out of a restaurant. That's correct. We were laughing too. Hard. Yeah, that was the thing. We weren't being rad. We were just laughing so much. Yeah. We were having so much fun. But well, you guys have done a fantastic job. Uh, again, don't know how you did it, but whatever it is that you did, you did it right. Thank you. And, uh, and it's neat to see. It's neat to see uh, a, a real success story, not just with a marriage, but with a whole family. And it's fantastic. And I think that was evident last night. Uh, just the way everybody was there in appreciation for what you've done and celebrating what you've done on behalf of your daughter and, and Gavin. So. No. Really neat. Yeah, well, thank you. Thank uh, we're you. once again so glad that you're able to to be there, be a part of it. This past week has been amazing. We've had so much fun. <laughs> and just, uh, you know, just getting to know each other even better yeah. in this kind of stage of our lives and so forth. Because we do pop in, maybe in Prescott or what have you. Yeah. And uh, we're there for a day or two and we're, we're heading somewhere else. So it's been nice to be able to see you. Um, you know, here in Modesto and be able to spend some time yeah. and, and thanks for uh, shuttling us around <laughs> <laughs> to places I never thought I'd go. So again, this, this episode brought to you by Pete's Coffee, uh, Snacks in a Bowl, uh, Francis Ford Coppola Wines, and Nino's Nino's, down the there street. you go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Nino's, every town should have a Nino's. And in a Roundabout Way, brought to you by Rusty's on Grant Line Road in Tracy, California. Well, I don't even want to go through the rest of it. Uh, <laughs> let's pack this up. We'll go to the pool hall. Because <laughs> you can talk about Speakeasy and the rest of them, too. So. Oh, That's yeah. And don't forget podcast. about... What's his name? Diego. Diego. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, yeah. thanks for Diego. Yeah. Sexy so and single. Two from your hand I'll be there to guide you When trouble walks beside you If you need me I'll be there And when this dirty world Has been called to I got two strong arms waiting to hold you And when those mean days come along We'll stand together and we'll take them on So if you need me Just call my
Ah 